there, Glocal Citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I am your host, Florence Adu, coming to you fresh off the heels of a family tour. I'm so exhilarated because I was in Colorado. I was in Georgia, Atlanta, Denver. And I just have to say that if you're not hugging and taking your family close, do so because they're great. So let's get right into our episode because we've been talking a bit about family as we've been prepping to come together for this interview. And I think you're going to really love the conversation that we're about to have. And just by way of background, I met this gentleman at a summer picnic and it was just this kind of magical night and it felt like kind of fairy tale-ish or in Central Park. And so the way that he came into the scene was just beautiful. And so that definitely attracted me to wanting to have a conversation. And lo and behold, here we are. So he is a former ad man who now is the vision behind his own fashion brand, a menswear label in his name. His aim is to translate the practicality and elegance of the traditional Indian dhoti for Western consumers. With multiple shows appearing at New York Fashion Week and features at this year's New York Men's Day, he's created a buzz on the pages of New York Times, Vogue, and WWD, to name a few. When asked about his aesthetic, he shares, I used to be inhibited by what I wore. I kept my head down because I felt people were staring. Then I realized I don't know what's in people's minds and I started to dress for myself. A question I always ask people is, if today were your last day on earth, what would you wear? Dress like that. Mr. Terry Singh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you and listen to you. Yay. Wonderful. It's a happy place. Yeah, I like I like the idea of family being present, person center. Because mm-hmm. we, 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 we take it for granted every day when we leave our families mm-hmm. and we go out to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard someone talking about, we, we don't, so many of us don't come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always a percentage of yeah. that, and yeah. that, that family structure changes. Yeah. And so to yeah. take that yeah. uh, that value of being aware of presence and mm-hmm. like where I'm leaving my home. Think of the opposite. Like when you, when you're done, all you want to do is get home. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're on the bus. You're on the train. You just want to get back home just to be there. Yeah. And sometimes family doesn't have to be uh, necessarily children. You may be living alone. Yeah. But it's just it's the it's the space that. You that's a safe space. Exactly. And your things. Exactly. Things that are important to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that you said that. And so, yeah. So speaking of, where are you from? Where are you local? And what is your craft? Where am I from? Mm-hmm. Well, like you on your podcast, I am a global citizen. Mm-hmm. I, I, in, in the true sense that my grandmother was born on a ship coming from India. She was kidnapped. Oh. But some men offered, I'm sorry, her mother was kidnapped. Okay. Some men offered her a ride to her village, uh-huh. and she realized it passed her village, and they took her straight to the pier with wow. a boat store. And these were Indian men trafficking people. Sure. And But uh, she was pregnant. Oh. And uh, wow. uh, so my grandmother was born on the ship coming to Guyana. Wow. And uh, then... Uh, well, so I was born in Guyana. Mm-hmm. It was my mom cries sometimes when she thinks of my grandmother mm-hmm. because even when it rains, there's no shelter there in the fields. And like, she used to cry because my grandmother would be out in the field having to cut grass mm-hmm. so they can grow sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I came from that, from that, uh, the interior of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. we absolutely had nothing. Yeah. And uh, now it is an opportunity to be here and to celebrate 
all that hard work to get us here, get yeah. me there too. Yeah. Everyone who's here. So I celebrate everyone that Absolutely. knowing that our history is of the same value of everybody's history, right? Everybody mm -hmm. has a story. Absolutely. If, if you go back far yeah. enough, oh my God, it's it's a struggle for like what everyone through. Yeah. 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 And so I'm here. Uh, so I am I I think of I came in I was eleven. Okay, to the uh, U.S. To the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I don't really have much childhood memories of Guyana. Mm -hmm. But when I came here, uh, it I was called Indian Terry because it was other Terry. Oh, so, okay. Uh -huh. uh, I was called Indian Terry and it was always Indian. Indian. I never realized what that meant that I was Indian because coming from Guyana, you just think right. right, 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 right. And so later on, I fought over the many, many years, I ended up going to India. Uh -huh. And then I was like, holy shit, I'm Indian. Oh, like, right. Like, like, oh. You saw yourself. I was like, yeah. Um, I well, it dawned on me when uh, I met. I I was with there for a multitude of reasons, but um, I met a guy that says, "Are you related to my neighbor? You look just like my neighbor down like somewhere over there." And I'm like, "No, this is the middle of South <laughs> India. I have no idea." Uh, and, and he goes, "No, oh, you look just." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's good and bad right? uh -huh. because it's one of those things." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, but I, I actually do, I grew up here and I believe myself to be, I don't believe in labeling so much, but if I had to, I believe to be a New Yorker. Okay. Like this, I'm a city mm -hmm. folk. Every time I mm -hmm. go somewhere, I enjoy it and like to be, but I always think of like what I would go back and change, mm -hmm. like what I've learned from being away. Mm -hmm. What would I go back and do? Because you see when you're away from home, you see things with, from a different lens and from a different space. Distance is very important. Because you're, yes, you're, you're able to perspective, yes. you pull yes. back and say, whoa, mm -hmm. that really doesn't even exist. Yeah. You know, I was just I was just caught up in that. Sure. You know, like yeah. that's how you do it and so exactly. forth. I don't have to walk around that block. I can walk down around the other block uh -huh. where there's nice trees, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So you're a New Yorker now. And what would you say is your craft? My craft is a little crazy, uh, but it's a, it's my story. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was little, uh, my mother came to America and we were five years old. We were living with my aunt and it was me and my brother and he's younger than I am. And I didn't know why my parents left. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're a child. They got separated one, but mm -hmm. my mother came to America to do mm -hmm develop a better life for us sure she had an opportunity to come and she literally came illegally you know oh, okay she came and did yeah. not go back one of those things she had to go through canada and all sure. poor thing had like a nightmare to get here i'm sure uh when she tells me it's like oh my god like she's uh anyway long story short she's a hustler mm. that's what matters i admire that about immigrants they're a hustler they're gonna get there and they get there and mm -hmm. they figure out a way to do it Mm -hmm. My mother's Muslim, my father's Hindu, so there was, a, there was like this influence of these different religion, belief, belief, belief systems. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how this happened. I ended up going to a Christian church. Oh, okay. Because it was an English guy and it was an English yes. country. And yes. then there yes. was a church called uh, the Lutheran Church. Okay. And so I ended up going to Lutheran school and I started, I think my uncle started taking me to church here for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going to the school and I learned about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm really telling my story. <laughs> and in my mind, I would we didn't there's I did we so far in the interior, there was no television. This is back in the early seventies sure. for me, late late sixties. Yeah. Maybe late sixties. And I, I know the story of Jesus and I thought of we I was suffering because my mother and dad wasn't around uh, and I couldn't uh, understand why they would abandon us. Uh -huh. And so I was I used to look at the moon 
and all the tanker that's all that there was. It was only a radio in the moon, mm. and that there was not even electricity, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember thinking that God had a bigger purpose for me that if Jesus had to suffer, that we all had to suffer to get to that purpose, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, and there would be something bigger in life down mm-hmm. the line that I would that that would manifest that into that. Mm-hmm. And that actually, I realized, morphed into everything that I do. And, mm-hmm. and so, so purpose. yeah, and mm-hmm. that really is to, in whatever form and capacity that I have, is to take suffering out of the way. Mm-hmm. I, it was, so I may not be a psychologist or a doctor sure. or whatever. Sure. I ended up, end up being involved in advertising publishing which Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with that Mm -hmm. but when i when i realized i just did not enjoy it anymore and that was after 20 something years 24 25 years i realized that i uh it was done i was done with it and it was done with me it was like a it was like a mutual agreement everyone that i knew was like i'm leaving i'm going i'm moving to miami i want to go have a baby and that's like oh i'm going to be stuck here like start all over again okay and then and the influx of young people were coming in and i was already in my like late 30s 40s maybe mm-hmm. maybe 40s i think definitely 40 40 i remember my 40th birthday and i i tried different things i tried i, I produced films documentaries mm-hmm. i opened up a bar mm-hmm. um, lounge mm-hmm. i did multiple things trying to create a different experience for me to be creative yeah and it took me a good 10 12 years to realize like none of them were oh okay yeah and so okay. i i ended up spending almost all of my savings and earnings and i had a lot because i, I was the owner of the business oh but okay. i kept thinking that you 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 have the ability in one business to be successful you're going to be successful anything that you do is a mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. and as it turns out it, it doesn't work like that that was mm. just a belief that i had okay it was my ego at work sure okay and so then i started looking at spirituality like what's what's going on on the inside like mm-hmm. like you're happy uh, with money, like money makes you like, but you're actually empty when you come home. Like you can go out and celebrate mm-hmm. and buy things, mm-hmm. go to dinners and drinks, a nice restaurant. But when you come home, you're still empty. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. so that changed my life. And I started going on this search of wondering what self-realization is. Cause my image of self-realization was you've literally float above everybody else in your mind. Like you, like you're, you're on this higher place of sure. being. Now I started eating vegetarian then i started doing fruitarian then i started doing juicing raw juicing all of and with meditation and yoga i actually felt very light light and so forth Uh but that that led to a place of no income coming in because i was now operating from a place of very high income Mm -hmm. to a place where you're just in in a perpetual search for this life where you're gonna have like just this elevation yeah and uh i i ended up in india i started a clothing line Mm -hmm. and so i went to india to to manufacture the clothes got it Mm -hmm. and i started studying with a lot of teachers and so forth and what i ended up realizing was after studying with a lot of them was that the whole thing is made up the whole idea of self-realization and all of this concepts that we do everybody had their own way of telling a story and where we should be but that was their story mm-hmm. everybody had their own unique process and method and the term i realized guru means teacher yes. that the only teacher that actually exists is you mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah so we can read like i read i read too many books and i should know such thing as too many books but i read so many books 
that I've learned things on that this person said or this person did on these things. And, and yes, it opens up your mind, but it doesn't gain, you don't gain any experience that you can actually build from. And so often when I would go around hearing, and even in India, especially, people would say, well, Osho said this, or this person said this, mm-hmm. or Buddha says this. Mm-hmm. And I was curious to say, what did you say? Right. Like, give me that, yeah. because I'm here for you. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I read those books, sure. I know that. So yeah. you can't live your life based on what somebody said yeah. thousands of years ago. Right. Like that person doesn't, like the, he would not be the same person now. Right, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, um, that's where my journey really started. It, okay. it started coming together uh, for what I wanted to do. Okay. So how did you, so you, you mentioned that you went to India because you were starting clothing, clothing label. So how did from Atman to Restaurateur to, you know, all the other things that you did in between finding yourself now, how did fashion and clothing even spark your interest? When I was in South India, it was incredibly hot. And mm-hmm. the poor people, the farmers, mm-hmm. And the, the laborer workers, they wear something called a dhoti, which is just a wrap. Yes. And they tie it. Yes. And then when it gets hot, they take the bottom and they roll it up. Yes. When it gets hotter, let me say that. Yeah. And they roll yes. it and it becomes a short yes. skirt. Yes. And to me, that was like revolutionary. Okay. Like you're talking about men. Uh-huh. And then the other thing, when like friends walk down the street, uh-huh. men, they hold hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so like that was revolutionary to me. And I remember I was walking down the street and one of my friends hold my hand and I thought it was the weirdest thing. And I was, I could feel only the hand. Yeah. I remember walking and like all my attention was, was on that. On, only on the hand. <laughs> and it felt heavy and numb because so much energy was being focused on today. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And presence. Uh-huh. And, uh, there were many, there's, a, there were, there are many instances like that, that what ended up happening was it shifted my conscious, my, my understanding of things. Mm-hmm. There was a subtle shift in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them that, uh, that all of a sudden was like, after a while, what happened? I was, I went, I went to a mountain in Kerala and there's a crack in the mountain. You climb up and in this crack, in this crack, it's a cave. It's not even a cave, it's a crack. Yeah. And they've, car- for thousands of years, they carved out steps inside and they sleep on rice bags in there. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of yogis that live there. This mm-hmm. is how they do it in India. In Himalayas, they find a sure. mountain yeah. and they live in the cave. That There's no cave. such thing as a real cave. You have to make it, right? Yes. It's not like the universe yeah. put caves for you to go and right. live in, right? right? And so I remember at first, I was like, this is crazy because it was maybe six feet above of you in some parts. And Every time you speak, the echo mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go outside all the time, you know, and lay down. I remember one of the yogis. Oh, beca- okay, yeah. I remember one of the yogis. I was, I'm like, I'm sleeping outside. Uh-huh. Like, first and he's like, okay, that's fine. I told him it's, it's too noisy for me. He goes, well, the, the cobras will come out. <laughs> They, 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 they know me. They, I don't know about you. <laughs> they don't, they don't know you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, then they'll get to know me too. Sure. Because, right, they're not coming out to attack me. Sure. And, and that, and I was not going to be able to sleep in there. Yeah. And also, I snore. Ah. And so I had this, like, this concern of, like, I may fall asleep, so I'm snoring, and that echo, and there's, there's at least six of us living in there. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, it all worked out. Sure. Because it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, on the, on the mountaintop one morning, prayer is something I had stopped doing. Mm. I had mm-hmm. stopped praying because, 
I had prayed for so much of things to change and nothing changed. Change, change, change. And then one day I was like, what am I doing? So let me stop you there. So when you, you went to this Christian school, mm-hmm. your mother was Muslim, your father is Hindu. Mm-hmm. So w- what's the context of your spirituality and at that point and before that in terms of w- how your prayer was, you know, focused? Well, at that, after all the businesses were not working out mm-hmm. and, and so forth, I, well, I, I went to church regularly. Okay. I went to a church here in Harlem okay. um, called Christ United Church. I went there for a long time. Okay. okay. And I became part of the church sure. organization, which ended up realizing it's a business. Oh, yeah. You're preparing for a show and everybody mm-hmm. come and you do it and you do, you do uh, Wednesday evening events and mm-hmm. prayer meetings. Mm-hmm. And then Friday gospel practice. And then this is all, it's really just a job. Mm-hmm. There was none of that light. And when you're sitting mm-hmm. in the audience and that light hits you and you're in song and prayer, mm-hmm. you're elated in joy yeah. and community. And yeah. so yeah. that's how I got caught into the idea of like, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. It's a long, it's always longer story, but that's right, the short of, of it. Yeah. So you lost prayer. Yeah, I, had lo- I lost prayer. Mm-hmm. And I went to the mountaintop one morning. And in the morning, there's a, there's a pond on top of the mountain that collects water. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you have to carry water. And there's no water system now. Right, and, yeah. And, and, and then all, anywhere nearby. <laughs> nowhere nearby. There's not even streams. Yeah. In this, in this, in this area. And uh, there was one of these, this yogi was praying. And I, I said to him, I, I mean, I, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what, who are you praying to? Because we're, the, we're all the same thing happening. We spent a whole... The whole nights and month discussing this. I said, "What we do?" And he, he just he looked at me. He goes to myself, of course. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, "Oh, good." Mm-hmm. And I played with him. And I was like, "Well, then, I guess, I guess, well, we're all the same thing happening. You're also praying to me too." Yeah. I said, "I'm ready for my bath." Okay. And he's. I said, "I'm ready for my bath." I said, "Can you bathe me?" And he said, "Sure." And he went to the pond. He got buckets. I sat down. I took off my clothes, mm-hmm. and uh, it was maybe five. 30, 5.45 in the morning because you wake up with the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and he took buckets of water and he came and he just poured it on me and he bathed me and I soaked and I bathed me. And then um, some uh, the uh, two other uh, yogis uh, came up and one of them had my camera and took some photos of it, which was really cool. Mm. And no matter what, I'm still an American. Yes, <laughs> documented. They're like to- they're like tourists. <laughs> they they see you as a tourist no matter what. Sure. And and I remember uh, we were talking. He said to me, "Why is he?" He's like, "Why are you gonna go back for?" Because we have everything you want here. Like the villages bring you food. We eat out of one pot and mm-hmm. we ponder the mysteries of the universe mm-hmm. and we meditate mm-hmm. and the universe supports you like fully supports you here like there's mm-hmm. no rent there's none of that mm-hmm. and it was so tempting i thought about it and i was like i spent hundreds of thousands of dollars developing like the business sure. and also took some more money on on loans to come and do manufacturing now sure. and like i owe that to go to go back and do it but mm-hmm. in reality it was tempting because mm-hmm. if I didn't, it's freeing. It's like yeah, like you know, like yeah. what are you doing? You're gonna go back into what? Yeah. That moment, I realized like the money and collection of jewelry, watches, what artwork that I have. I was saying like, oh, those things need me. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized in that moment that I objects had owed me, and I was serving them. Mm-hmm. I was going back to objects mm-hmm. because I was actually free. I didn't need any of those mm-hmm. things there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very interesting. And then I, I remember uh, the sun came up, and I had put on clothes. It was freezing. Whatever I could find, I was freezing that because being bathed and yeah. and five yeah. ten in the morning yeah, is cold. Not enough sun, yeah. And uh, I remember I was humbled because I was 
being nurtured by another human being. Mm -hmm. And I realized that you could not have a higher form of love than another person giving you unconditional love without any asking for anything mm -hmm. um, and only offering. And uh, I, all I remember, I, I experienced I experience what true humility is. Mm -hmm. like, like humble, I remember, and I remember vividly, my arms were crossed like this. I don't know why, and it stood like that for hours, like this, like this. I just- You hold yourself. I hold like myself. Like you're hugging yourself. Yeah, like the yeah. whole time, yeah. just without even thinking about yeah. it. And I looked, I would look at the sun was coming up and I thought of New York and I thought that like everybody here is like me, 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 me. And I had this vision of people with bells mm -hmm. and they're shaking their bells all over. Look at me. This is my thoughts. This is what I want. This is what mm. I want. And, and that, and then I realized like you can go back, you can do anything you want and people want their attention span. Our attention span is so short. We would easily forget it. But whatever they, mm -hmm. whatever you do, they will be gone in a minute. I was mm -hmm. like, you can go and do anything you want. Mm -hmm. You can walk naked down the street. Three minutes later, it'll be something else that takes their attention. Sure. Yeah. And so, well, you can do anything you want. So I came back to New York and I started wearing these dhotis. Okay. Oh, a little bit back on the dhotis. Because I was wearing the dhotis, to answer your question, mm -hmm. I realized that ties, college shirts, the way we dress was all still English influence. Yes. Yes. French European influence. Mm -hmm. And I'm and wearing the dhoti for such a long time. I was like, wow, why am I trusting like I'm European? Sure. I'm fucking I'm as brown as it gets. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um yeah. and I'm lighter now, but I'm from Guyana. Like yeah. we were in the sun. I'm like yes. I'm purple. <laughs> uh, quite literally. And I I I was like this like brown skin, we don't, this is not our attire. Sure. Our attire is this loose thing yes. and I felt it. Like yes. it, once you live in it for a while you're like oh like this is right yeah and then it dawned on me that uh, even in india because they were on the colonial roof for so many mm -hmm. uh, centuries mm -hmm. that they're wearing pants and denim and suits and mm -hmm. and and being influenced in that and tradition was actually gone only yeah. the poor people were, were yes were, were buying yes. uh ready-to-made clothes is what they call sure. it right? ready-to-made because yeah. we would make things and we would just wrap it Mm -hmm. You know, ready to make you have to have it cut and tailored mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you have to go to a nice store to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done. Like that, that did, I'm like, why am I doing that? So I don't go back to New York. I'm like, this, this me or what I'm experiencing. I'm, sure. I'm gonna, I can go in. I thought, I remember saying, I can go into any meetings when I used to have a lot of meetings and conference rooms and stuff. And I would, I said, now I'm going to say, we're going to meditate for five minutes and then we're going to have our meeting because everybody is a mess. Okay. And this is what I'm going to be. Of course, it doesn't happen here, but that's sure. was my, that was my clarity in the moment. Yeah. Like if this is important for us to meet, then we can, I would, the prerequisite, we need five, 10 minutes. Sure. So that everybody reset because everybody's coming with their own. Okay, what are we doing? And, and so I remember that. And I came back and I would dress like a friggin' guru with orange wrapped OT and mm -hmm. not even a guru, like one of those seekers. And uh, mm -hmm. I was at the point in India uh, when people would, would come by and touch my feet because that's how I was. You dress your oh, feet and I, I have a beard and you look sure. like this. And I was like, man, even in India, like, you know, like there's reverence, like you change. Okay. Because the Indians are trying to work. They're not trying to seek self-realization. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's survival wherever yeah. you go. It doesn't matter where you sure. go. And so I realized like I, something had shifted over there mm -hmm. when a couple of times it happened to me. Mm -hmm. And every time it happened to me, I, I, I always 
I'm embarrassed later on because I didn't recognize what was happening. Uh -huh. When somebody touches your feet, yes. and this is my understanding of it mm -hmm. through experience, mm -hmm. they recognize you as as God. Yes. Right? Yeah, and so we're bound to that. And so mm -hmm. I am always five minutes too late to realize it because it mm -hmm. happens so fast mm -hmm. that you're like, oh man, I didn't return that. Mm. And then I have, and then I started realizing, you know, I'm, I'm having this this insight now talking to you, Lawrence, that uh, you have to realize it at now in your present moment yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. Um, and it's very easy to say that, but not to believe it, right? So then, yeah. So then you mm. you you think you're in the present, but you're always five steps, ten steps ahead. That's right. Yeah. It, the unconscious mind, yeah. which we have no control of, has to assimilate that and be it. Mm -hmm. Not believe it, mm -hmm. but be, be it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I realized when I was when I was I was trying to become self-realized, I, I, I could not believe like I was even in India and I was still like trying to go to learn more, to learn more, to learn more like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I realized why I, it was not happening. And it was because I have a belief system already. I didn't actually believe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you can you, yeah. you can be learned, right. but belief is different. Like sure. when you truly, truly believe. Yeah. Right. And and now I I'm in a different place from them. This right. is like uh, many years ago. I don't even have belief anymore. I took that out of the way because mm -hmm. belief is an, is another thought pattern, I believe this, yes. I believe that. Yes, and then, well, six years ago, I believe something else. And then tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'm going to believe something else. Mm -hmm. right? so mm -hmm. If you were to interview me tomorrow or next day, oh, maybe I didn't sleep well, I have a complete different sure. experience. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so the belief thing, we have to get move on for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was having a conversation about that just, you know, the other yesterday, actually, about how so many words that we use have so many different I guess, connotations or vibrations in people's ears and understanding, right? So specifically around spirituality, if you believe, believes, beliefs and belief are two different words in one sense and the noun versus the, the verb of it and the adjective of it. And so when we speak to people who are very much um, entrenched or, or, you know, caught in belief systems, no matter what you say about belief, they're always going to go back to their spiritual relationship to it, as opposed to anything personal or anything, you know, outside of what is spiritual. So then that kind of creates a, a wall in your ability to communicate. So if that were taken out of the picture, as you're saying, then you have this much more fluid way of communicating about thoughts than beliefs. Yes, I was engaged in concepts. So every time mm -hmm. I learned something mm -hmm. new mm -hmm. or from someone or a teacher, mm -hmm. I looked at it conceptually. Okay, so this is what's happening and this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I see where his thinking is. And I get this book, I get the reading. Okay, this is what's going mm -hmm. on there. But what happened was I'm separate from it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, no, yes. and so I look at all of that now when I, when I'm even listening, I still listen to a lot of yes. talks. Right? Yes. And I just bought a book today. I mean, yeah. so it's just like, it's not nice soft. Sure. I mean, I said I wasn't going to do it on here. I was, I bought a book today. <laughs> and I'm a big proponent now of that. It all comes through thoughts, mm -hmm. no matter what, because mm -hmm. that's what we, how we communicate, right? It's a mm -hmm. process of thoughts that mm -hmm. are, com that mm -hmm. are coming through that says this mm -hmm. is 
that, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a cohesive uh, language to communicate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it can only come in the form of a thought. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's something that it goes through a processor and mm-hmm. you know, and like it formulates it for us and say, this is what we want to say. How right. do we say it in the language? Yeah. And uh, because of that, I um, I have a whole like I operate differently, uh-huh. and uh, it's hard on the people I'm with because mm. uh, it's it's um, we communicate emotionally, mm. right? And mm-hmm. we have stories, and this happened. I'm excited to tell you this, sure. and I'm usually like, yeah, it's happening now. No, it has happened to me. I was like, but it, we have now. Like, why are we going to go into the story about what, uh, why, that, while I was in the bathroom? Sure. I had this experience. I'm like, but it, it happened already. Sure. So we can relive it and huh. kill our present time uh-huh. or five minutes into our future uh-huh. present. And or we can hear your story. And so I'm, I'm always uh, coming back to that. It's like, this come here even if we're just holding space yeah it's better than talking about something that happened five days ago or two days ago and so forth mm-hmm. i still have to do it because language is how we communicate sure. but off uh, all the time in the back of my mind i'm like why are we talking about this sure sure yeah, like why like this isn't uh, this doesn't even happen it's not not only is it's it's not happening it'll never happen again mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's going to do it for part one of my conversation with Terry Singh. Be sure to come back next week for part two when Terry talks much, much more about how the evolution of the Doti came to be his label, as well as other inspiring insights into the work of being a fashion brand. As always, you can catch us with new episodes each and every Tuesday at localcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, SoundCloud, pretty much everywhere that you get podcasts, you can find us. So be sure to tune in, tell a friend, write a review. It helps people find good content online. So until next time, bye for now.